This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Uh, one of the pleasures I get is to visit periodically with brilliant writers, journalists from Becker's Healthcare. Today's guest is Lexi Kaiser. Lexi, Alexis Kaiser, periodically shares with us stories that she's watching closely. Lexi, let me tee it up and, and ask you to take it away. What are a couple of the key stories that you're following currently? Sure. Thanks for having me, Scott. Always a pleasure to be on the podcast. And one thing I'd like to start off by talking about today is a story that I published with my colleague Kelly Gooch earlier today about professionalism in the healthcare space. And this was a topic we were really excited to dive into because it covers a lot of bases that sort of touch on other stories that we're working on um, related to the workforce in healthcare right now. So We've also been covering an increase in bullying within the nursing profession, an increase in rudeness, as it's put, in the way that people interact with each other, maybe being more harsh or abrupt than usual. And then, of course, as everybody who works in healthcare knows, this surge in violence towards healthcare workers from patients. And so with all of this going on, it can be easy to think that civility is perhaps dead in the healthcare industry. Um, But we had the opportunity to speak with a couple of people who study professionalism in healthcare and have been putting in the work to um, create methods that enforce it. And so what they told us is that professionals want to be professional, that physicians and nurses go into this field because it's, you know, a field that requires them to be knowledgeable, to work and to give back to their communities. And so um, professionalism is something that we still are upholding in the healthcare industry. It's just something that I believe has become more difficult for people with the burnout that they're facing and um, sort of these periods of prolonged isolation that we underwent during the pandemic. Thank you. And tell us some of the more interesting things. I mean, there's so much of this rudeness towards healthcare staff, towards leadership, towards nurses, clinicians, and so forth. What can systems do about that other than have policies to try and ask patients to leave, I guess, if they're rude? How do do, do systems deal with this? Sure. So, you know, with violence in particular um, towards healthcare workers from patients, there have been a number of different initiatives that we've covered. Um, Certain states are attempting to elevate the penalties of battery or assault towards a healthcare worker. Um, We had one story that um, was was really well read on our site um, last month from a health system in Illinois. It's a Catholic health system, and they decided to take down the crucifixes that were made of wood and metal in all of their patient rooms so that those could not be used as weapons. So this kind of can take a number of forms and hospitals have to get creative with it. Um, But the story that Kelly and I were working on and that we published this morning kind of looks at how that affects uh, professionals, how it begins to get difficult for them to, you know, 
remain professional when people are not treating them with dignity and respect. And in turn, that can show up as them not treating each other with dignity and respect. You know, perhaps in an operating room, somebody raises their voice or displays passive aggressive behavior. Um, maybe in a patient room, a nurse raises a concern and a physician is very dismissive of it. And so one thing that um, I spoke with Tammy Capretta at Tech Medicine of USC, and she is the transformation and risk officer there. And she was working with the Vanderbilt Health Center for Patient and Professional Advocacy. And this is kind of their whole thing. How do we uphold professionalism within, with patients? How do we uphold it with physicians, nurses across the board? And one thing that they're doing to mitigate issues of unprofessional behavior in clinicians is something called coffee conversations. So essentially, every Thursday, a team of, they're called peer messengers, meet up at Keck Medicine with leaders, and they review complaints that are filed through the incident reporting system. So again, if somebody raises their voice or they're dismissive or there's some other behavior or pattern of behavior that is not professional, a peer messenger, somebody in the same class, not a supervisor of that person, but somebody who's on their professional level will approach their colleague with, you know, no judgment. Ms. Capretta said, no, he said, she said, you're wrong, they're right. But just say, you know, this is the interaction that was raised to us. This is the concern. Um, and you might not have been aware of how that was perceived, but, you know, here's a chance for us to talk about it over a cup of coffee. And in the future, now going into the next interaction, you can be aware of how those those little issues affect your coworkers. And these coffee conversations are more than 90% effective in leading clinicians to self-correct their behavior and not do it again in the future, according to Ms. Capretta's interview with me. Thank you. Just uh, different ways to try and improve culture to make sure people are heard and try and talk through these types of things. Anything else, Lexi, that's top of mind? I mean, that's a fascinating story. And, and you and Kelly co-authored that. What's the name of that story if people want to find that? Sure. It's called Healthcare Professionalism Isn't Dead. It went live on our leadership and management channel this morning, and I'll also be publishing it on my LinkedIn later today. Fantastic. Thank you. And Lexi, other stories that you're watching closely, anything else you're watching closely? Sure. You know, on the workforce topic, um, there was an article coming out of Cleveland Clinic at the beginning of the month that also gained a lot of traction on our site. Um, Kelly and I also cover workforce trends pretty heavily on our workforce channel. So trends like quiet quitting, um, lazy girl jobs, this idea basically that people are trying to prioritize work-life balance rather than maximizing productivity all of the time. One thing that we've seen is the idea of a bare minimum Monday, which is where people say, Mondays, we're just going to ease our way into the week. You know, we're going to answer the necessary emails. We're maybe going to take time to start later if we have a flexible job, or we're going to um, take time to make phone calls that are personal and will set us up for success in the week rather than, you know, the Sunday scaries, as they've historically been called, where people kind of lay in bed at night on a Sunday and they just worry about the week ahead. So Cleveland Clinic has picked up this topic and released an article at the beginning of the month with an interview with one of their clinical health psychologists and behavioral sleep medicine specialists. And she was sort of touting the benefits of this idea that, you know, if we're easing into a week, 
Um, we might have better health outcomes. We might not lay in bed at night worrying about the Monday to come. Um, and this is obviously a pretty controversial topic, especially amongst managers who are concerned about productivity. So it was really interesting that Cleveland Clinic was advocating for a gentler start to the week as something that could actually benefit physical health. It, and it's a fascinating story because it, 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 it's, it's this great complex issue of easing into the week, which we all love because it allows us to sort of get going and pick up speed and stuff like that versus making sure enough gets done. And what a fascinating concept to, to understand in the long run what it does for ultimate overall taking care of patients and productivity and everything else. It's obviously the harsh wake up, the harsh start on Monday morning, the harsh start when somebody gets back from vacation are the kind of things that lead people to be like, oh, my goodness, I don't want to go back to the job. I'm exhausted. I don't want to get going. But the easier start to the week and easier start after vacation probably might help people ease back in and just balancing that with what has to get done and the stress that everybody else is, who's, who's covering. What a fascinating set of issues. Lexi, anything else that's top of mind? Two fascinating topics so far. Anything else that's top of mind that you're thinking about? That covers it today, Scott. Thank you for having me. Lexi, what a pleasure to visit with you. Thank you very, very much. Uh, Grace, our producer, thank you as always for your wonderful work. Thank you both. And thank you to our listeners for listening to the Becker Healthcare Podcast. Just fantastic. Thank you very much. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm-hmm.